morning. Lift your hands to heaven and say, Lord, I thank you. 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 Oh, all the praises, all the honor, all the glory belongs to you, oh great God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We thank you. Come on, let's clap our hands unto the Lord this morning. And thank you for being our God. Thank you for being our waymaker. Amen. I think that ought to be our theme song for the next few weeks. <laughs> because you got to, if you listen to it and hear what they were singing, that he's a way maker. He, he is a way maker. So when there seems to, be, seems to be no way to go or no way, when you think that you don't have an avenue or a direction or what to do, you don't have to look any further but look to Jesus. Amen. The Bible says he is the way. And so we know he's a way maker. The songwriter even goes on to say, even when you can't feel it, he's working. Amen. Even when you can't see it, he's working. He never stops working. And so oftentimes we panic, we get fearful, we get concerned and worried. And we have to remember, if the way maker never stops working, he is working. We just get a little anxious and we want to see results right away. And God is saying, that's just not how I operate, but just know that I'm operating. I'm working. And he will always work it for good. To them that love the Lord. Aren't you glad this morning to be in the house of the Lord? We welcome you to Christ Central Church. I don't know if you would you would have guessed you would have seen today that where you are, in your home, in your car, wherever you are right now, that's the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Our tradition has been interrupted. And so now we understand more and more when you have heard it preached that we are the church. And we go to the building to have service, to worship the Lord. Now it makes sense because wherever you are, that's the house of the Lord. Because you carry him wherever you go if you have him in you. So wherever you go, that's the house of the Lord. Wherever you are, that's the house of the Lord. So if we want to be outside under a tree or we want to be in a luxurious church building, is the house of the Lord. Or you want to be in your bedroom or your living room or your basement. It's the house of the Lord because that's where Jesus is magnified. That's where Jesus is worshipped and glorified. We thank him for being so wonderful. He is so uh, uh, amazing, so wonderful. And, you know, he's just the head of everything. He knows the ending from the beginning. And no need to panic, church. Just hold on to God's unchanging hand and know that he's got everything under control. God is in control. He speaks to the weather. He speaks to nature. He has everything under control. He is the designer of the human being. He gave us life, and so he has everything under control. Welcome, welcome to Christ-centered church, the church where Christ is our central focus. We welcome you to join us today. We're so grateful you're with us. And uh, our church family is just a wonderful church family. I love our church family. And uh, God is doing something special in this church, and we thank him for all that he's doing. Amen. And for those of you that may not consider um, that you have a church home, I'm claiming all of you that really wasn't um, a serious member of a congregation. And so now, I, I remember I've been saying that, you know, Mr. Brantley, you're, you're, you're part of Christ-centered church now. And so, whether, whether you claim it or not, you know, I know you, and you want to say, well, 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 you know, I appreciate it. 
I don't even want to hear all of that well will stuff. You are a part of Christ Center Church, and whatever you need, you just call on us, and we will be there. We will do whatever we can. We love you, and you are a part of this church. As a matter of fact, happy birthday. Uh, they just got me that information this morning. Somebody's moving slow. I'm not going to call any names, but somebody's moving slow. Because uh, I normally know birthdays, and I usually reach out to folks before their birthday and uh, let them know that we appreciate them and love them and wish them happy birthday. So someone slipped on that, but happy birthday, uh, Paul Brantley. Um, you are a part of Christ Center Church, and um, we're going to have people that are a part of our church that will be all over this country, all across this this nation and around our world, because they will be uh, they will tune in every week, be a part of this assembling, and they will do what the Lord say to do through the preaching of the word. So there's going to be people repenting of their sins, people baptized in Jesus' name, and filled with the Holy Ghost right there in their living room. Amen. I tell you all the time, if you need to be baptized in Jesus' name, call on me. I can either bring you to, to my location and baptize you, or I'll come out to where you are and baptize you. Amen. We'll lay hands on you. You'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. And even if we're not there in God, see fit that he will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Without us, he will. Amen. And so there's going to be people all across this nation, all around the world that will be a part of Christ Center Church because of the impact of the gospel message that is being preached. And they're going to be a part, even though they're not in the physical building every Sunday. So we welcome you. We thank you for being a part. And God bless you. We're going to have a good time today. God is going to speak to our hearts. He's going to bless us. And before it's all over and done, you will get to see something great happen in you. A couple of announcements I want to mention to you. Uh, this coming Friday, that's Friday the 12th, this coming Friday, we have a men's meeting. And so I would like for all the men to join us. We will send you out the Zoom invitation. And so men, uh, you will receive a invitation for our men's meeting this Friday at 7.30 p.m. We would love for all of you to join us and you will receive the Zoom invitation. So look out for that. Also, our North Central Jersey Men's uh, Department is sponsoring a men's meeting Saturday, uh, right after Friday. <laughs> That's um, June the 13th. And so if you can make that, um, there will be a link that will go out for that as well. That will be 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So look out for that invitation as well. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We are so grateful that we can be together one more time. We're living in trying times. We're living in the worst of times. But I believe with the power of God, it can be the best of times. Mm -hmm. And so we just need to trust the Lord and know that he's a way maker and he's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper and he's working even when we don't see it. And so we want you to trust him and he will show the way. He, will, he is the way. And if we will do that, we will see great, great things happen. So... Uh, stay tuned, stick with us. We're going to go into prayer right now, as we often do on Sundays at this time. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer. Remember, we have been uh, mentioning names that we want you to pray with us about. We, we mentioned Winston Hilton, that you, we want you to pray with us for him, that God will touch his body and heal him, that God will move in a strong and miraculous way in him and save his soul and uh, that the will of God be done in his life. We talked about Charlie Hemming, uh, diabetes um, that he's struggling with and depression. We want God to heal his body and deliver him from depression. And we talked about Kimberly and, 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 and Rosalie 
and and Tia. We want you to pray for them. Uh, they lost lost loved ones, and um, uh, it's 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 tough when you lose a loved one. They're no longer around, but. Uh, pray for that family that God with those families that God will strengthen them and that God will make them know that he is there for them. So pray for them. Um, we talked about praying for Pastor Johnson. I know he's doing a lot better. So we thank God for that. But today we want to pray for our service that each of you will be impacted by the gospel. The word of God will be impacted by the spirit of God and that God will do something extraordinary, supernatural and divine in your life. And so if you will stand with me, we're going to go before the Lord in prayer, wherever you are, in your living room, in your bedroom, in your basement, in your car, uh, if you're at work. Uh, and you have a moment um, as you're listening. Stand with us. We're going to pray, and we need to cover uh, our uh, healthcare professionals and um, our essential workers on the front line. We're easing back into the new normal, and um, we need to pray that God will give people wisdom um, because we have to be careful. Um, the, the 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 virus didn't go anywhere, just like the flu didn't go anywhere. <laughs> just just saying, right? The the, the 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 flu never went anywhere. The virus it didn't go anywhere, and so we have to uh, move about understanding that is the case. It, it it wasn't here in March and it's gone now. That's not the case. A virus is something that will hang around, and they they're working on the vaccination uh, to to to. to produce and, and test and give it to us so that the virus will not affect us. But until then, it, it didn't go anywhere. So we need to pray for wisdom as we move about and try to um, deal with the new norm. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, oh God, we thank you this morning for this wonderful privilege. Gather us together again in your name as one in you. And Lord, today we're just grateful. We're thankful. We, we can see your hand, Lord God, all across this nation and all around our world. The, 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 the power of God is eminent. And Lord, we're grateful that we are the people of the name and we, we know who you are, Lord God. But Lord, we stand in the gap this morning for those who do not know who you are. And we're praying this morning, Lord God, that the power of the Lord will just move throughout this earth, oh God, in this nation, around our world, Lord God, that the power of God will be revealed. And those, Lord God, that, oh God, desire to be saved, desire to be delivered, desire to be healed, I pray, Lord God, that they will experience such, Lord God. Today, almighty God, I pray that you will rescue, Lord God. I pray that you will deliver and that you will save all across this nation all around this world, Lord God, that we will see the kingdom of God manifest like we've never seen it, Lord God. Your hands are not too short that you can't reach us right where we are. So I pray this morning that you'll reach us, Lord God, in only the way you can, and that you'll turn circumstance around, turn, oh God, situation around, turn lives by the transforming of the mind, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that today, Lord God, the names that we've mentioned that are sick in the body, that need to be saved, that, Lord, you will do a good work, that you will do a divine and miraculous work in their body, in their mind, that they will see, oh, God, the power of God working and moving inside of them. I thank you for their healing. I thank you for their salvation. I thank you for the, their deliverance, almighty God. Have your way, Lord Jesus, in our 
service today. I pray that every person who will respond to the word of God, who will respond to the spirit of God in obedience and by faith, oh God, I pray that they will experience the supernatural working power of God in their life, that Lord, strongholds, Lord God, will be loose, Lord God. Oh, captivity, oh God, will flee, Lord God, and that the hand of God will do all of this, Lord. I pray today that you anoint me, Lord God, to speak as your oracle and to be your vessel, that you will work through your conduit, Lord God. Move on your people in a special way. Mobilize your people, your church, Lord God, to move throughout this earth and do the work of the ministry. I pray today, Lord God, that we will see your hand, that we will experience your power, and that something miraculous will take place in all of our lives and throughout this nation and around the world. We pray, touching and agreeing, asking these things in Jesus' wonderful name. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands on the Lord and thank you this morning. We love you, Lord. Amen. God is good. God is amazing. He is wonderful. Amen. He is kind. At this time, we are going to take our offering. And if you have your offering, I didn't get an envelope this morning. But you know what? You'll let me get an envelope. I appreciate it. Thank you. I've got an envelope here. Thank God. Put my offering in. Offering in your hand. And so we are grateful that God has kept us. He has given us health and strength. And so he has given us the opportunity to go out and earn. What do we say? Your health is your first wealth. And where does health come from? <laughs> it, 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 you can pretend that you're the one that keeps yourself healthy by how much exercise you do. You can pretend and say, well, you know, I, I, I exercise a lot. I eat well. And so I have good health. Health come from the Lord. And so if he doesn't keep your body, he is the creative designer of that body. If he doesn't keep it, guess what? Yeah, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. So our, our health comes from the Lord, and our health is our first wealth. So God has allowed us to experience good health that we can go and we can earn. And so we thank God. He is good to us. And so we want to give unto the work of the ministry. The Lord says, bring ye your tithes and offering into the storehouse. And so we pray that you will give unto the Lord this morning because you want to be an obedient with the word of God. You want to see uh, what God proclaimed that will be done when you give. So give this morning. Again, you know I say it uh, most um, sensitively um, that I know that some are struggling, but I just know that the way to minimize your struggle financially is to give unto the Lord, and he will be sure to make sure he make a way for you. Amen. And so he's a way maker. And so we appreciate that. So give this morning. God will bless you, and you will not have need. You will not be in a situation. He says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor seed begging bread. Um, so, so if we will be righteous by obeying, we make ourselves righteous. If we give, God will bless us. And again, if you are in any predicament where you need some assistance and you need some help, the church is here for you. Just reach out to us and we will do whatever we can to assist you and to help you in any situation that you're in that you need some assistance in. Amen. It's offering time. Get your offering in your hand. Let's stand one more time. We're going to pray for our offering, and we're going to pray for God's blessing upon you. Father, we thank you for provision. 
We have because you have made a way you have provided for us. Now, Lord, we come in obedience to give of our tithes and our offering. I pray, Lord God, that every giver this morning will experience abundance of financial blessings given unto them, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you will multiply this offering and, God, that you will direct us as it is used for your intended purpose, for the working of the ministry, for the building up and the edifying of the body of Christ. We thank you, Lord, as we praise you in Jesus' name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for praying with us. You may be seated at this time. We have a solo. Amen. We have young Josiah that's going to come and minister in songs. Come on, uh, Brother Josiah. We appreciate you. Love you, man. Come on.
really am. I'm encouraged this morning. I am not persuaded by anything. I'm only persuaded by the Lord. Amen. And so I am encouraged today. I believe that we're going to experience some great things in the upcoming days and weeks and months because God is on the throne. He's not sleeping. He's not uh, uh, ignorant of what's going on. God is on the throne. Somebody say amen. 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 And so we trust him and we know that he will do done if we will just look to him. I think our biggest issue is not the Lord, obviously, but our issue is us ignoring the Lord and not going to the Lord. Because if we will go to him, we will get to experience the things that he tells us we will experience. Again, we welcome you to our Sunday morning worship service here at Christ Center Church, where Christ is our central focus. We're grateful that you can be with us. Amen. I'm thankful for all the, the, the folks um, that, that's just um, diligent servants in this church. As I mentioned yesterday, uh, we had a really long day, a great day. We started out our morning at 630 we went down to the governor's building in Trenton, New Jersey, and we had a small group there. Um, one of our young ministers in the church organized the, the trip down, and we went down, and we prayed, and we asked God's will to be done, and um, it was a great time there. And then we came back um, where we have our prayer breakfast. Our prayer breakfast is uh, every first Saturday um, of each month, and we came back, and we had a great prayer breakfast and after that, we came back together at 6.30, and we do our normal corporate prayer that we do every Saturday at 6.30. And so um, we thank God for that. Next week, we will do, um, well, not next week. It's going to have to be the week after. Um, the week after next, which will be, no, I can't do it then, so I'm going to have to figure it out. Outreach is um, what, we, what I'm thinking about here, and next week we have a men's meeting. I've got to figure out how that's going to work, um, Saturday morning that is, and the following week I have another meeting, I believe, um, in, in, in North Jersey, so I'm not, we'll figure it out because we have to get into the communities and reach our, our, our neighbors and, and, and those that God sends us to. So thank you for being a part of our service today. I want you to get your Bibles or your, um, your phones or your iPad. And I want you to turn with me or click with me to Second Chronicles chapter 7. Second Chronicles chapter 7. We're going to read verses 14 through 18. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verses 14 through 18. Again, thank you for being a part of this service today. Amen. Brother Sam, just want you to know I love you, appreciate you. Um, I'm always encouraged to see Brother Sam. Yesterday after we got done praying at the governor's building, um, we saw Brother Sam taking his early morning walk. And so that was uh, good to see. Amen. Brother Darrell Parker, you are just a, a staple, a pillar, as they yeah. like to say. Um, you are just so consistent in what you say you believe, and I appreciate you. Thank you both. Um, Brother Sam and Brother Darrell are some of the first men in our congregation, they were two of the first men in our church, and so I always, um, 
I'm always thinking of them and fond of them. Not that I don't always think about everyone, but um, you know, God has called men and women. But men, if if we will want us to be, um, our ladies will be fine. And so, if men will be good men of God, our ladies will be fine. And so, I always appreciate just seeing you know good men, godly men, strong men, and um, those are good brothers right there. So I appreciate them. Amen. Brother Tony, thinking about you. Brother Chuby, um, you must not have tuned into prayer yesterday, getting on your case. Um, I asked um, yesterday during prayer time, I said, I want you to reach out to me. So hopefully sometime today, Brother Chuby, I will hear from you. Amen. Let's get into the Word of God. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 14. The Word of the Lord says, If my people, which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever, and mine eyes and my heart shall be perpetual. Can I tell you this real quick? Back then it was talking about the temple that Solomon built. Mm -hmm. That God says, when he says that, for now I have chosen and sanctified this house. Can I tell you this? Today, the house that the Lord has chosen and sanctified is your heart. Uh -huh. Amen. The house that the Lord has chosen to live in, to dwell in, yeah. to sanctify, yeah. it's your life. It, it, it's yeah. not the building. That's why I'm telling you that what we're experiencing right now is pretty interesting. Because the building is not what he's saying, I, I desire to sanctify now and to dwell in. That, that's not what he's wanting to, to do in this hour. He's wanting to dwell in you. You are that building now. Yeah. And so... He is letting us know how important the building is that he will dwell in and sanctify. Where prayers will be made from that building. Prayers be made from you. 17 says, And as for thee, if thou wilt walk before me. Talking to Solomon now. As for thee, if thou wilt walk before me as thy father David, as, as David thy father walked, and do according. Do, key word, and do according to all that I have commanded thee, and shall observe my statutes and my judgments. Then will I establish the throne of the kingdom according as I have covenanted with David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man to be ruler in Israel. Let me tell you what that last last phrase there means. It means that there shall always be a descendant of yours that will be ruler in Israel. Amen. There's a lot to unpack there, and we'll unpack it as we go along today, but it is just an awesome word from the Lord. If you go back and you read that text, even after the church is over today, even after the service is over today, if you will go back and read that, that, that the text we just read, you will see that there's a message in there every time. You'll see something will always jump out to you. Something will always speak to your soul because that's a word from the Lord right there. You may be seated if you were standing. <laughs> the portion of scriptures we just read was spoken by the Lord. He was given 
instructions to his people as to how to approach him, that we would respond, that he would respond to them with an answer. So if you go back and look at the text we just read, it's clear direction or instructions from the Lord that is letting us know how we should approach him to get him to respond to us. Mm. I know we want to believe that we can just approach God anyway. He's so loving and he's so kind, he will just respond. But my brother and my sister, I have to tell you that's not the way it works. God is the one that designed and instructs us how we are supposed to do things, how we're supposed to approach him, how we're supposed to pray. And if we do it the way he says, then we will see results according to what he promised. Somebody say amen. Amen. The scripture opens up by saying, if my people which are called by my name. If my people which are called by my name. How about we wait right there and just percolate on that. How do we become the people of the name? How do we come, how do we become the people of the name of God? We have to ask ourselves that because it started out by saying, if my people. Now, how do you declare? How do you become his people? How do you know if you are his people? I know we all want to believe because God created all people and because God loves us all that we are his people. Oh, somebody help me this morning. We may be created by him. We, we, we may all come from him. But the bottom line is we can only be his people if we decide to submit to him. Somebody say, Amen. How does a woman become a wife? How does a woman become a wife and a man becomes her husband? It's through a wedding ceremony. And so there must be something that will join the two together to become what they are. And for us to have a right relationship with God and to be called his people by his name, there must be a ceremony. There must be a joining ceremony that brings us together with him. We can't just say we're his people because we were created by him. It must be a ceremony that will bring us together. Listen. We're approaching Father's Day, and so there's things that you think about. There are men that was able to 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 uh, cause a woman to conceive. He planted the seed in the woman. The woman conceived, and she uh, gave birth to a child. Okay, we know that. So, but what you have to think about is if that man decides that. He doesn't want to be around, and he leaves that woman by herself, and life goes on, and that woman uh, marry another man, and that other man raise that child. Think about that for a second. That child is really in relationship with that man that came into that woman's life that, that, that married him. And so that's where that child will learn. That's where relationship will be important. That's who that child will recognize as the one who is responsible for them, not the one that left. And so we must realize that we all came from a 
or came by the way of God. But if we don't submit to God, if we are not living in the house of God, then we can't claim to be his people. If we're living the way we want and doing how we want, we cannot claim to be the people of God, the people of the name. We must submit to God. We must dwell in the house of God in order to consider ourselves the people of God. Uh huh. Today, the way you become the people of God is by the ceremony of baptism. Uh, let me say this: baptism is not for babies. Babies don't have sins. Babies don't understand what's going on. We don't need to baptize babies. But once we understand what sin is, now we have to be baptized because it's for remission of sins. And so, in order for us to enter into that relationship with Almighty God, we must follow His instructions of being born again. And to be born again means that we understand that Jesus Christ is Almighty God, and then we repent of our sins, and then we're baptized in His name, because if He's going to be our daddy, we must take on His name. If we get baptized in the title of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, if we get sprinkled in titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, we're not taking on any name. Come on. You're taking on titles. And the power is in the name. Amen. My kids have the, the, the name in their life, the power. When they show up and they say, I'm so-and-so, why? It means something. But if they show up and say, I'm just, a, I'm, a, I'm son. Son of who? Son of who? The name has the power. Amen. And so if we're going to get saved, we must take on the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. So we must be baptized. As a matter of fact, we got one person to get baptized today after amen. service. If you want to be baptized, you let me know and we'll baptize you just as well. It's as if my people. So we must become his people. We must become his people, and we become his people through understanding who he is, that almighty God, Jesus Christ, who is, who is, who is the Savior of the world, that he is the one that gave his, his life for us. And so when we know who he is, we repent of our sins, we're baptized in his name, we're filled with his spirit, and now we become his people of his name, the people of his name, not the people of his title. If my people who are called by my name, the next verse says, shall humble themselves. Uh, that one is very important. It's important to really understand the context of that because he said, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves. He is not talking about outsiders. Come on. He is saying his people. So it must mean there's a lot of people that are supposed to be people of God that are not walking in humility. They have not humbled themselves because he said, shall humble themselves. That means uh, they, 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 they haven't humbled themselves. And so because they haven't, he has to make the declaration that if my people uh, will humble themselves. He, he needs, God wants us to humble ourselves. Do you understand that in order for us to approach God, we have to humble ourselves? And Amen. I believe that's why some people have not approached God and some people's prayer have not been received by God Amen. because God understands who are humble and who are not. And so if we don't humble ourselves, our prayers are not getting responded to by God because only through our that God will respond to us. Amen. We ought to humble ourselves. Amen. To get the Lord to hear us from heaven. 
and respond, we must humble ourselves. Amen. I've entitled our message today, Lord, hear us from heaven. Lord, hear us from heaven. Lord, hear us from heaven. You know what it means to be humble? It means to bend our knees. There are some men that says, I will not bow to no man. And it, 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 it has really taken hold of our lives and prevent us from being men of God because we don't realize that part of becoming a strong man is a man that will bow his knees to God and humble himself. And so we're going to be a strong man. We've got to bow our knees because humility is about to bend your knees. Humility is to place oneself in subjection to the Lord. Humility is to humiliate or vanquish one's self. So I heard a guy say it one time like this, if you don't humble yourself, God will humiliate you. If you don't humble yourself, God will humiliate you. And I hear, I, I'm here to tell you today, there are some of us that have been arrogant. There are some of us that have not humbled ourselves. And God is making us pay for that. Because you cannot experience the true power and, and, and experience true liberty and experience the power of God in your life until you humble yourself. If we go around arrogant and not humble, it's going to be very difficult to, to get a connection with the almighty holy God. We need to humble ourselves. Somebody say amen. amen. Then he says we must pray. Prayer in this context here is talking about to intercede. To intercede, pray for someone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It means to entreat the Lord. Yes, it means to make supplication unto the Lord. And so we must humble ourselves and we must pray unto the Lord. And then we must seek his face. It means that we must search for his attention. When we say seek his face, we must go go and search out for his face. I don't want no part of the Lord but his face because his face means he is paying attention to me. When somebody is not paying attention to you, when they're not looking at you, you don't feel comfortable with that. You want them to look at you. Look me in the eye and talk to me. That's what we say. And so when we begin to seek the face of God, it means we're seeking his attention. And when you get his attention, it's because you humbled yourself and you pray. And then we will never get his attention and not turn from our wicked ways. <laughs> There's no way when you get the attention of God, you can just not change. <laughs> Help us, Holy Ghost. And so God knows what he's telling us, what he's showing us in this in his word, his instruction as to how to approach him. Because when we get the attention of God, and God turns towards us, and we look to him, uh, something happens in us without him even saying anything, uh, without him even doing anything. Uh, something happens uh, when we get the attention of God to look on us. Uh, when we look at him, uh, something begins to happen to us. Uh, I heard people say in the Bible, they said, didn't something burn within you? And that's when he just passed by them. So when we get God to look at us, something 
away and we begin to say, Lord, forgive me, Lord. I no longer want to be bad. Lord, I no longer want to commit sin. Lord, I no longer want to look this way and look that way. When God look at us, we turn from our wicked ways. We're not giving the attention. We're not seeking for the Lord's attention. We're not, we're not seeking his face because if we do, we will just automatically be convicted and turn from what we're doing and say, Lord, forgive me. He won't even have to say a word. We will just say, Lord, forgive me when you get his attention. Yes, God. But we don't get his attention. We, 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 we go through formality. My Lord. And we say words mm. out of formality. Because we don't want to get his face. Because when you get his face, you got to change. But, but, but when you just throw some words saying you praying, guess what? You're not getting his attention, so it's not impacting you. It's not affecting you. That's you just blah, 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 blah to God just so you can get your way. But when you seek his face, you get his attention. And when you get his attention, you can't be the same anymore. Lord, help us. This passage of scripture invites the people to take advantage of the enormous and unexpected benefits God gives through prayer. It's a benefit to pray, but you must know how to pray. We must know how to approach Him. We must know those things because if we don't, we will not get to experience the benefits of what He promised through our prayer. I'm going to give you an example of that scripture we just read what we just talked about, how it actually worked, and you see it in action. You're going to see what happens when God's people actually pray, when God's people actually seek his face. I want you to see this in Scripture so you understand that whatever the Lord says is accurate, it's consistent, and God always do what he says he would do. Exodus chapter 1, verse number 8. I'm going to have a lot of scriptures that I'm going to read through, but I want you to follow me. Exodus chapter 1, verse number 8. The word of the Lord says, Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it come to pass that when they fallen out any war... They join also unto our enemies and fight against us. And so get them up out of the land. Therefore, they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasures, cities, Python, and Ramses. Uh, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the, and, and the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. So the children of Israel, the Egyptians, made the children of Israel, the Jews, to serve them, but not serve them just any easy way, to serve them with rigor, and, and, and they made their lives bitter. So that's where the children of Israel, was. that's what they were going through. And they were going through that, they went through that for about 400 years, 400 years. 
They were going through that situation. 400 years, they were experiencing that kind of lifestyle. And so in Exodus chapter 2, verse 23, the children of Israel finally humbled themselves. <laughs> the children of Israel finally humbled themselves in Exodus chapter 2, verse 23. They humbled themselves and prayed. Look at what the scripture says. And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. And the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage. And they cried. And their cry came up unto the Lord, unto God, by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. How do God have respect unto our prayers? When we humble ourselves, and we pray, and we get to seek his face, to get his attention, that's when God has respect unto our prayer. Sometimes when we're wallowing in our sins, when we're wallowing in the lifestyle of ungodliness, when we're just living our life to seek pleasure that we desire, we ignore God, and we don't pay God any attention, but here is what I hear, I'm here to tell you, the more you ignore God, the deeper you go in your circumstances, the more you reject God, the worse your life becomes, unfortunately we never see it right away, it's not until we're way down, it's not until we're lost, it's not until we are at the point of destruction that we realize that something is wrong, that we realize I've messed up, that we realize I have rejected God that we realize that oh I need help it's not till we're way down it's not till we're deep we never see it when it seems to be going well when it's really sin when it's really ungodliness but we never see it because we're we're, we're enjoying the pleasures of life for a season the pleasures of life for a season will take you deep down where you're going to need deep deliverance. Hallelujah. And so while we're enjoying the pleasures of life, while we're doing what we want, while we're ignoring God, while we're resisting and rejecting His Word, guess what? We're going deeper and deeper. And so while we're doing what we want, we're, we're arrogant. While we're doing what we want, there is no humbleness in us. We just do whatever we want. And we're wondering, hey, no big deal. I'm good right here. Until we hit rock bottom. And it's not until we hit rock bottom, unfortunately, that's just how human behavior really is. It's not until we hit rock bottom that we really realize now, oh, I need God. And I don't need him in any kind of regular way. I need him in a supernatural way because only he can do what needs to be done here. And so that's when we humble ourselves. And so the children of Israel, they were there in Egypt for 400 years. Why it took so long for them to really cry out to God the way they need to cry out to God? Why it took so long for them to humble themselves and really pray? Because I'm sure that they were enjoying some of what they call the pleasures of life in Egypt for a season. Mm-hmm. And so many people have enjoyed the pleasures of life for a season. They've been enjoying the pleasures of life and enjoying what they like to do and kind of been ignoring God and doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. And then when we start to see deep results of what we've been doing wrong, now we realize, uh uh-oh, and we trace it back and we can go all the way back to when we first started doing wrong where we made it seem like, oh, it wasn't no big deal. Now it is a big deal. 
Now you need help because you can't get out and your friends can't get you out. Huh? Preach. You can't get out and your friends can't get you out. Your boy that you rode with can't get you out. That girlfriend you got can't get you out. Nobody can get you out because you've gone so deep down. Oh, but if you will humble yourself and you will pray and you will get the attention of the Lord, oh, something will happen to you. And that's the only way out. Somebody say amen. 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 Exodus chapter 3, verse number 1 says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Draw nigh, draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereupon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of the Father, of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. <laughs> and the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people. Mm. He's been seeing it. The Lord's been seeing it the whole time. So why he's saying now to Moses, I've seen it. Because he's been seeing it. But not until they cry out to him, did he respond to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh boy. Some of us just live like we love affliction. We, we, we just love to just just afflict ourselves. We're just living and afflicting ourselves and messing. I don't know what it is. We're just we're just enjoying affliction to ourselves. And and so as much as it pains God, my God, help me. God looks out of heaven and it pains him to see how his precious creation that he made, how we're just living our life to afflict ourselves, and there's nothing he can do until we call on him to say, God, I don't want to be afflicted anymore. I don't want to destroy this temple anymore. I don't want to do things that cause me to lose out on eternity anymore. Will you save me? We're walking around afflicting ourselves. And God will not respond to us until we call on his name. Amen. And the Lord said, I'm sure, I've surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them. Listen to that. Oh, my God. The Lord says, I have come down to deliver them. Now, we're going to see if God ever came down. And I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a land, a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto a place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Verse 9. Now therefore behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptian oppressed them. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, 
that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Now, don't miss it. God said, I've come, I have come down to deliver them. Did, 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 did you see God come down to deliver them? He called a man. Oh, my God. Come on. My God, my God, my God. God says he will deliver them. But God never came out of heaven and set foot on that ground to deliver them. God says, I will deliver them. But you know what he did? He allowed this man. He, he called this man named Moses to be born. He called this man to get the best education he could. To be sure he was ready. He took him through training. He, he molded him. He made him. He allowed him to go through experiences that will prepare him to be this leader that he will use. To deliver the people that cried out unto him. Yeah. He didn't step out of heaven. He didn't come down. But he called a man. He called a man. Hallelujah. Jesus. Verse 11 says, And Moses said unto God, Here is men like me and you. And Moses said unto God, I love this. Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? And that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. Moses said, who am I? I, I I'm not no king, because kings talk to kings. Right. I'm not no prestigious person. I, I, I don't have a great position. Who am I? Hmm. Come on now, preacher. I understand that. I understand, Moses. Verse 12. And he said, certainly I will be. This is the Lord. Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon the mountain. The mountain where Moses was, God says, I'm going to show you something. I'm so precise, and I'm so right, Moses, this right now, this mountaintop that you're on, where this bush is burning, and you can't see nothing, but you're hearing my voice speak to you. This mountain right here, this mountain right here, when you bring my people out of Egypt, they're going to serve me on this mountain. There's a lot there to unpack, church. There's a lot there to unpack. The children of Israel were in bondage. And were being mistreated. However, it took them a while before they humbled themselves and sincerely began to pray and cry out to the Lord for deliverance. Prayerless, prayerlessness represents pride and arrogance. Prayerlessness represents pride and arrogance. And I know sometimes we think pride means I go around and I'm prideful. No, pride means sometimes you're going through and you need help, but you won't ask for it. Uh-huh. So many of us are in trouble. So many of us have bad situations in our lives, but we keep telling ourselves it's not that bad. Why? Because in order for you to get out of your situation, you need to get humble. You need to bow your knees, bend your knees, humble yourself, and let somebody help you who God will send to help you. And because of your pride, you will not allow God to use somebody to pull you out because you don't want to let it seem like you need somebody. But here we somebody today. It's not the person that you must look at. You must realize it's God that sent the person.
person. The person has nothing to do with it. You're stuck in your pride and arrogance thinking it's an individual when it's really God who says, I will deliver you. I will send my servant to reach you right where you are. Don't you look at my servant. They don't have the power to deliver you. I have the power to deliver you. I just use my servants. So we got to stop allowing arrogance and stop allowing pride to get in the way as God wants to deliver you, as God wants to save you. We can't let nothing get in the way. We're looking at the person. It's not the person. It's God that's reaching for you. It's God that's extending himself, his hand, to say, come on, my daughter. Come on, my son. It's God that is reaching out to you to save you. Don't look at the man. Don't look at the woman. Don't look at the person. It's God. But he uses people, and we have to receive that. We have to respect that, and we have to know that. It's God that's reaching out for you. Don't look at the people. Amen. So you're staying stuck in your situation because you don't want help from nobody. Mm-hmm. You're staying stuck in your situation because you don't want no handout. Your handout is not from the person. Your handout is from God. I don't care how much the person comes and say, here's $100, here's $200. It's from God. It's not from the person. Don't let your arrogance, don't let your, your pride get in the way of understanding that it's God that's giving you $100. It's God that's reaching for you to provide food for you. It's God that's reaching out to you to make a way out of that situation. It's not the individual. Glory. Amen. God said, I will deliver them. But he sent this man. He will deliver you. But he will send this man. Don't you look at the man and worry about the man. Just look at God. And think about God. I have prayed. And since you have prayed, God deliver me. Since you have prayed, God help me to get out of this situation. God has sent his man. God has sent that individual to come to you. And to say, here, God is ready to deliver you. Don't you worry about them. Don't you think about the individual that's doing it. Because it's God that's working on your behalf. It's Almighty God that's doing it. Hear me, somebody. Somebody today need to give their life to the Lord. And you, you're hearing from this man. Forget about this man that's speaking to you. Just listen to the voice and check the word and make sure the voice and the word is matching. And don't worry about the man because the man is not the deliverer. It's Almighty God that's the deliverer. Trust him. If you have prayed, he must send somebody. He must do something to reach you. Help us, Almighty God. When they finally humbled themselves, the Egyptian, the the, the Israelites, when they finally humbled themselves and prayed, God raised up a man to lead the way out of bondage, to lead the way to deliverance and freedom. Amen. They humbled themselves and they prayed. And they seek the attention of God. And God had respect unto their prayer because they came to him in humility. I believe if we will come to God in humility, we will see a mighty move of God in our lives. But arrogance and pride is killing us. And every time I say arrogance and pride, I know for me sometimes, and I'm sure for many of you, you're thinking about someone that walks around like they're better than everybody. But that's not always it. You can walk around and act like you love everybody. 
But when you reject God, when you don't pray, because when we don't pray, what we're saying is we're not going to acknowledge God as the Almighty. When we don't pray, what we're saying is I don't need him to help me in my life. So sometimes you can walk around loving everybody, act like you get along with everybody. But when you're not praying, it's still pride and arrogance. Because what you're saying is I got this. I don't need nobody else when you don't pray. Matthew. I'm moving, the road, I'm moving towards closing here. I'm almost done. Matthew 1, verse number 20. We're going to talk about a similar situation here. And we're going to close with this. Because God wants to heal people today. And God wants to save people today. And so Matthew 1, chapter, 20, chapter 1, verse 20 says, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, Thy son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Here we go again. Here we go again. So here we are. Moses went and delivered God's people out of bondage, out of sin, out of depression, oppression, and led them out. Got them delivered. As a matter of fact, I didn't even touch on when they went across the Red Sea, that was their baptism. But that's another story for another day. I'm not preaching that today. But here we go again. The angel of the Lord speaking to Joseph. And so, verse 22 says, Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of, the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted is God with us. So it was prophesied by the prophet that the Savior would come into this world. So God is constantly, if you study him, church, you know I always tell you, not just study the word of God, but try to study to learn the ways of God. Because when you learn the ways of God, you will quickly have an understanding about things that's going on. So what have we learned about God? He's always sent a person to deliver. He has always chosen a vessel that he uses to do the work so people can be free, so people can be delivered. It's his word, it's his instructions, but he chooses an individual or individuals to go and do his work. And so the final time he decided that, you know what, I am going to do this one myself. And so Almighty God became a man. And the only way you can become human, aside from when God first created Adam, and Eve, the only way you can become human in this world is to come through the birth process. So Almighty God, who is spirit, who, who, who occupies the entire universe and outside of the universe, everything is in him, he decided that I am going to be the one to go and save my people. And so the Almighty God, the way he had to come as human, he had to become a man and he had to go through the birth process. So for some of us that know this real good, I'm not going to go deep into this, we say God became chromosome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Because the only way for a boy child to be born, it must be an X chromosome and a Y chromosome together to produce a boy. Two X's is a girl. A Y and an X is a boy. And so God became Y chromosome because Mary had the X. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I know that's deep for you. I didn't mean to go that deep, but it's just stuff that's in me that I just have learned about the Lord, and I just love it. And so God, the Almighty, that encompasses everything, became Y chromosome inside of Mary, and he was born into this baby boy, Jesus. Almighty God. While he was going through the birth process, he was still all-powerful. He was still almighty. He still exists as the Spirit of the Lord doing work, but he became a man. And he gave his life for us. He didn't make himself separate. He's not the second person in the Trinity. He is still God Almighty by himself. When you go to heaven, you will not see Father and Son and Holy Ghost. When you go to heaven, you will see Jesus Christ sitting on the throne. There will be only one voice. You won't have to worry about what the Father says and then say what the Son says. And be trying to say, the Father will. You won't have to worry about trying to talk to Father and talk to Son and then go over here to the Holy Ghost. No. One God, he sits on the throne. His name is Jesus. And he's waiting to bring us all home. When you get to heaven, that's who you will see. You will not see and be confused. You won't be confused. You will see the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, sitting on the throne. Oh, God, the day when we meet you and we all spend eternity with you. So Almighty God came in the flesh to save his people from their sins. He's always working to save us. He's never, you never stop. You never stop working. Even when I can't see it. You could not see him working, becoming white chromosome and going married. You couldn't see it. You couldn't feel it. You just know he is working. Oh my God. Luke chapter 19, verse 10 says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. You might think you're not lost. But you're lost, and that's why he came. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 5, I'm sorry, Isaiah chapter 53, verse, verse number 4 and 5. I'm finishing up here, church. I'm almost done. Here we go. Isaiah 53, verse 4. I'm talking about, Lord, hear us from heaven. The verse says in verse 4 in Isaiah, Surely he had borne our griefs. Talking about, all, talking about Jesus Christ here. This is, this is a prophecy. Isaiah prophesying something that he knows nothing about, but the Lord caused him to speak it. So look at it. Verse 4. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Verse number 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Mm-hmm. So here is what Isaiah prophesied about the Lord Jesus Christ when he comes. That he will be wounded so all of our sins that we commit can be removed from our life. So God has made a way that your sins don't have to remain in your life because he got wounded for that. He was bruised. For our iniquity. He was beaten. He was beaten for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. So all of what he went through was so we can be forgiven of sins. So we can be forgiven of our iniquities. 
so we can experience peace and so we can be healed. All of this, this is just a part of Isaiah 53 because it's a whole lot more that talk about our salvation and all of that stuff. But here we see that if we want to get our transgressions removed, our iniquities removed, if we want to experience peace and we want to experience healing, we need to look to the cross. We need to look to the cross where Jesus went for our salvation. Because that's how we will experience peace. That's how we will experience salvation. That's how we will experience healing. The Bible says all of these things he went through just for you and just for me. Jesus came into this world that we may... Here is why Jesus came into the world. I'm finishing up here, church. Jesus came into this world that we may know him. That's the first thing. Amen. Amen. That we may be saved from our sins. Second thing. That we may be healed. Okay? That we may live a victorious, liberated life. And that we may help others experience the same. Huh. I'll go back over that again. Jesus came into this world that we may know him. That we will be saved from our sins. That we may be healed that we may live a victorious, liberated life and help others experience the same. Amen. Although God's invitation is initially given to his people, anyone who acknowledges God's name and, uh, and his authority and humble themselves and pray and seek his face, God will give his attention to them. Amen. Somebody help me. Listen to me. There then follow four expressions about those uh, instructions God gave us. Humility and repentance is very important. Invoking the name of the Lord is very important. Praying and seeking His face is very important. These are ways that we must follow in order to get the attention of the Lord. Listen. I know there are some of us that are saying, well, I prayed and God answered me. I'm not going to de debate you on that. But what I will say to you that you probably haven't thought about is this. How you know somebody else wasn't praying for you? Mm, come on now. So why you feel like you prayed and God answered your prayer? How do you know it's your prayer that he answered or somebody else was praying and they answered and God answered their prayer? How do you know? You don't know. Amen. But I'm telling you today, what's the right way to approach God to get his attention, to get him to answer? If we approach God in the way we just looked at, he will hear from heaven. Yes. He will forgive our sins and he will heal our land. Amen. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. If we walk before him and do according to his commandments, he will place us and all who are connected to us in a position of influence. Mm -hmm. Did you hear that? Come on. So not only that if we approach him the right way, he will forgive our sins and heal our land. That's the start. We will be saved. He will forgive our sins. He will heal our land. He will direct us what to do. And then if we walk before him, obey his commandments and statutes, he will place us and those connected to us in influential uh, position to influence others. That's his word. Hallelujah. Today, Jesus wants to heal 
those who need healing and save those who have not yet obeyed his plan of salvation to be saved. Baptism in his name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost is a must in order for us to be saved. And so I ask you to stand with me as I close out today. We're going to pray in a second because God is going to heal some people and then God is going to save some people. Matthew chapter 9, my final text for today. I thought this text was so appropriate and I just want to share this with you as we close out today. Matthew chapter 9, verse number 12 says this. But when Jesus heard that, Mm -hmm. he said unto them, Listen to this, church, because now is your your opportunity to respond to the word of God. And God is calling you on the carpet through this word here. But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that behold need not a physician. So if you feel like everything is good with you and you don't need anything, then you don't need God. Red letters, go back and read it. It says, they that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. So if you don't think you're sick, then you don't need God. Isn't that typical of what has transpired in our world up to this point? Everybody trying to live their life like, I don't need God because I'm good. You know how many times I've knocked on people's door and just knocked with a postcard from our church saying, Good morning, my name is Wayne. I'm from a local church. And you know, I just want you to know that we love you. We're praying for you. And if you would like for us to, to, to teach you more about the way of God, we'd love to do that on a personal basis. If you'd like to join us in our church service, we invite you to come and be with us. Here's a postcard. And you know what they say? I'm good. I can't count how many times. I've knocked on doors, and I've done that. And they looked at me, and they gave me the fake smile. We're good. That's what's wrong with our world today. Everybody's walking around. We're good. And then when it gets messy, they're trying to fix it themselves, but only making it worse. We're good. That's what so many people of our world, across the, uh, around our world and across this nation have been saying for years. We're good. And who today is going to be saying... We're good. You hear this word preached, and all you're going to say is, we're good. You're hearing me preach out my heart, telling you what God is saying, and all you're probably saying is, we're good. Will you stand here today and just say, you're good, or you're going to say, nah, I'm sick in some areas. And it doesn't matter if, you know, some of us might have cancer, some of us might have some kind of ailment in our body, some of us might have just the virus. Some of us might just have a flu. Some of us might have uh, um, some kind of disease. It doesn't matter what you have. Some sickness may be worse than others. But the bottom line is, it's a sickness. And the biggest sickness is the sickness called sin. That's the biggest one. Cancer ain't the biggest sickness. Coronavirus, not the worst sickness. Having to, to, to deal with ailments in your body is not the worst sickness. The worst sickness is called S-I-N. Sin is the worst sickness that's, that, that's in our lives. It's the worst. I can go to heaven with one arm. Because when I get to heaven, I will have two arms. I can go to heaven with one arm. I can go to heaven with one leg. I can go to heaven with three fingers. I can go to heaven missing limbs. I can go to heaven with a bad heart. I can go to heaven with disease, sickness, and ailments. I can't go to heaven with sin. Amen. Amen. So the real sickness is S-I-N. 
not all the other stuff. And God can take care of every form of sickness. If it's sin, he can take care of it. If it's cancer, he can take care of it. If it's coronavirus, he can take care of it. If, if, if it's a flu, he can take care of it. Whatever it is, if it's, if it's ailments in your body, he can take care of it. Because he went to the cross to show us that he can take care of it. So he says, if you're whole, if you think you're good, you don't need him. But if you're sick, you need him. Verse 13 says, but go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Amen. And so the bottom line is, if you know that you still have some things in your life that need to get right, he's talking to you today. Amen. Lord, hear us from heaven. Lord, hear us from heaven. And the bottom line is, if we will cry out to God, if we will humble ourselves, if we will pray, and we will seek His face, He will have respect unto our prayer. He will hear us from heaven, and He will heal our land. He will deliver us from sin. He will save us and use us to be one that can help somebody else get saved. All we got to do is humble ourselves and pray. And as I've been telling this church, when you pray... You have to be ready because you might be the one he sends. <laughs> we want to think that he's going to get another Moses to come on the scene. He very well might do that, but you can be the Moses. Amen. You can be Moses. Sister, you can be Moses. Brother, you can be Moses. Any one of us can be Moses. Because when God is ready to answer the prayers of those that humble themselves and seek his face, he will send whosoever he thinks will do it. And so, I want you to trust God today. If you're sick in your body, I want you to know God will heal you if you will pray today, if you will humble yourself. And so right now, I want for us to go into a place of beginning to humble ourselves before God. How do you humble yourself before God? When you acknowledge Him for who He is. This is why it's very important to say, Lord, you are my Lord. You know what Lord means? Lord means ruler. Lord means he has power over you. And nobody wants to feel like anybody has power over them. But God wants us to acknowledge him as the one who is all-powerful, as the one who will deliver, as the one who will heal. And so if you submit your life to him today and say, God, I understand you are Lord of Lords, you're King of Kings, you are the most high God, all-powerful Savior. If you will do that, and you will turn to him and say, Father, be merciful unto me, for I have sinned. And guess what, Lord? I cry out to you today. If you will do that, and then you will ask God to touch your body wherever you are. I'm going to pray with you, and I'm going to ask God to touch your body and heal you, and I'm going to ask God to save you. So won't you pray with me right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, for every person, Lord God, that will join with me today, and understand and acknowledge who you are, that you are the Lord God Almighty, that you are ruler, and that you are the all-powerful one, that you are the giver of life, and that all is under you, and you are the total authority in this world, outside of this world. And today, Lord God, we come to humble ourselves to you, and to, Lord God, let you know how much, Lord God, we know. We have sinned, Lord God. We have come short of your glory. 
We have rejected you, Lord God. We, Almighty God, have, Lord Jesus, turned our backs on you, Lord God. And we have, oh God, seek pleasure for a time, Lord God. But today we come to humble ourselves and pray and seek your face and ask, Almighty God, for your will to be done. For you to deliver us out of bondage. For you to set us free, Lord God. For you to heal us. For you to heal our land. For you to save us, Lord God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, will you have your way today, Almighty God? I pray, Lord God, that you overshadow us now with your presence, Lord God. We need to be healed, for God, we know we're sick. We need the physician. We need the physician, the Almighty God, to heal us, to save us, to deliver us, Almighty God. Lord, I pray for each and every person that cry out to you today. I touch and agree with them that you will heal them, Lord God. That you will touch their body. That you will touch their mind. And that by your stripes they will be healed. That by your stripes they will be made whole. That they will be delivered from bondage, from sin, from the power of the enemy. That they will be set free in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I pray for healing. I pray for deliverance. I pray for salvation, Lord God. And, Lord, we submit ourselves to you. We submit to you, Lord God. Oh, God, to use us as you please. Your conduit, your instrument. Help us, Lord God. Use us, Almighty God. Let us be your hands and feet, Lord God. And be used of you, Lord God. Have your way today, Lord God. I touch and agree for you. Lord God, will you heal my brothers? Will you heal my sisters? No, they're suffering with depression, Lord God. I command depression to set them free in the name of Jesus Christ. Those, Almighty God, that truly have been bound in their minds, I pray that you will set them free in their mind. Those that are struggling with physical ailments, I pray that you will cause limbs to grow back. I pray that you will cause your body to be made whole by the power of God in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray today, Lord God, that you raise us up in our body, raise us up spiritually. Will you make us whole that we will be healed, that we, Almighty God, can be, oh God, what you want us to be. In the name of Jesus. 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 Lord, somebody needs your spirit and they lift their hands. Will you baptize them with your spirit? Will you fill them with the gift of the Holy Ghost? In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray healing all across all this congregation right now. I pray healing in Jesus' name. I pray healing in Jesus' name. I pray that somebody will make up in their mind today to surrender their life. And somebody will know you. Repent of your sins. Be baptized in Jesus' name. Be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I pray the salvation of God for many today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, help us. We need you, Lord. We draw near unto me, O God. Hear us from heaven, Lord. Hear us from heaven, Lord. Hear us from heaven. 
Lord God. We need to be made whole, Lord God. We can only be whole by you, Lord God. We can only be whole by you. Our broken hearts can only be mended by you. Our souls, oh God, can only be healed by you. We can only be delivered by you. We can only experience peace by you. We can only be set free and liberated by you. We, oh God, call on your name. We entreat your presence today. We say, Lord, let it be so. Lord, let it be so. We pray and ask in the name of Jesus. We pray and ask in the name of Jesus. Have your way, Lord God. Move on us, Lord, that somebody will make up in their mind to surrender today. That somebody will make up in their mind to be baptized, to be saved. Oh God, that somebody will make up in their minds, oh God, to repent and Lord God set arrogance and pride aside and humble themselves and cry out to you and surrender to you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, somebody call on the name of the Lord. Reach out to Jesus today. Reach out to Jesus today. Get saved today. Get delivered today. Get saved today. Get delivered today. Be healed today. Just cry out to Him from a humble position. Just cry out to Him. Oh, with your knees bowed, with your hands raised, with your heart and your spirit and your soul humble before the Creator, the Lord God of heaven.
thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody call on his name. His name is Jesus. Somebody just reach out to him. God wants to heal you. God wants to touch you from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. God, I pray healing will just flow into their bodies. Healing will flow into their bodies. I pray wholeness of mind. I pray wholeness in their body, Lord God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will touch them in a special way. And that by your strength, by your strength, there will be healing. Minister, Lord God. Oh, I pray for miracle signs, wonders. Miracle signs, wonders, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Have your way. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. 